to myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn your love back And it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe it's not true Hi, welcome along to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Rather. There's another episode of Those Were The Days as we uh, enter the 80s and uh, George Mitchell is here to guide us through this period. And I'm look, I'm looking forward to these shows because uh, this is the, the last season where uh, I have got nothing to say because after yeah. that, I can join in. <laughs> lots to you, say. <laughs> lots to say, lots of recollections. But uh, George, yeah. uh, what season are we looking at today? 81, 82. And, uh, it's, uh, how can I say... Arthur Cox has now just been made my manager, so we're starting to see differences. Uh, just to put it in uh, context, um, if you are interested in, in music, Bed Davies Eyes by Kim Carney's was, was top. Uh, Get Physical, Olivia Newton-John. Endless Love, Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. And Stars on 45 by Star Sound were, um, was the music that we're interested in. And if you went to the pictures of Cinnamon, as I say, these days, Razors of the Lost Ark was top of the list. Superman 2, 9 to 5, and Stripes. I mean, that was that was the context of the era in. Having said that, Arthur Cox, uh, Stan Seymour was, was chairman. Arthur was manager. Uh, Tommy Kavanagh, at the left of that picture, was the chief coach. And, um, and Liam McFall was, was assistant with the coach. And, um, Tommy Kavanagh made his name as a hard midfield man with Huddersfield Town when they had a, a really good team. And him and Joe Harvey had some really big battles in midfield on St. James's Park. Um, the other thing is, uh, Cox really made his mark. I mean, my understanding is from people that knew was that uh, there must have been the fittest team in the league because he, he, he took no prisoners when it came to training. But the other thing was, he got that season before we started he got rid of 16 players and brought only six in, eight in rather, and the 16 players. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't playing favourites. If you look at some of the people that went out, uh, Peter Kelly, Terry Hibbert, Colin Suggert, Stuart Bohm, Mick Hartford, Kenny Mitchell, Gary Nicholson, Bobby Sinton. Sinton, who had been the goal, top goal scorer the season before, mind he only scored seven, so that shows how bad it was. Nigel Walker, who... Me, like lots of others, thought was going to be a star of the future, but uh, uh, gone he went, uh, is to say. So uh, so that's the team, that's that's the squad. Um, and that's the shirts we're wearing at the time, that's the home and away strips. Okay, that's it, George, on the pictures. Right. We're on okay. the programmes now. Okay, well, um, we started the season as usual with, uh, with lots of... Uh, well, a, a number of friendlies. The first one was at West Brom, uh, where we we, uh, we lost two nil, um, and uh, was was here rather. We we lost two nil uh, to West Brom. Was a very good start. Sula Regis scored uh, one of their goals. Um, we then went and had a, a friendly at uh, with the Mackhams here at uh, at St James's. Um, well, that's the next one. Um, and was 1-1. Then we went to, to, to their place, which is what that programme was, and had a had a, um, a friendly with them there, and they actually published a programme for it. 
uh, and uh, we lost that one two one. So we did get off to a um, such a, 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 a great start, and that's a, that's a, um, uh, one of the goals that were scored um, against them when when, when uh, we met them, and uh, it uh, it it's a typical header by by um, I'm trying to think who that is now. Um, Alan Shoulder. It's Alan Shoulder. That's right. That's right. And uh, it, uh, it it just a tip, as I said, typical action shot of somebody like Alan Shoulder. That that's all I wanted to put that in for. Right now we're, we're into the league. We're into Watford, uh, and uh, um, Watford at home uh, is uh, is my first game, and uh, Cox uh, immediately. Uh, chooses his chooses his side, and we uh, we get uh, that's it. Yep, um, Kevin Carr, John Brownlee, Ian Davis, John Truick, David Barton, Bruce Halliday, Nigel Walker, and uh, Alan Shoulder, Imre Verardi, and Kenny Wharton and Chris Waddle. Um, and uh, people were hoping that uh, uh, Verardi was brought in to score goals, bought from Everton to score goals, but uh, um, it wasn't to be like that, unfortunately. Um, Watford were, were a, a, a reasonable side and were expected to be up there challenging. Um, Pat Rice, the ex-Arsenal player, was the full-back, but Bolton and, and, and Henderson had got from our neighbours down the road, and Nigel Callaghan from, uh, um, uh, from Liverpool, Big Jerry Armstrong, Irish centre forward, because the big danger man was Luther Blissett, the West Indian centre forward. Um, and playing at the, in uh, uh, the middle of the defence was uh, Kenny Jackett, who would eventually become Watford manager. He's still a manager. I think he's at, uh, at, at Millwall at the moment. I, 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 he's still managing. Um, but it was a disappointing game and we, we lost 1-0. And we, never in it, really, was, is the only way I can describe that is because I was it was one of the games I was at. Actually, some some of these uh, during this period, some of these games I couldn't get to because I was doing a lot more work away for the university. But uh, but I kept uh, up up the stretch with the family back at home. Um, the next game was away one at Queens Park Rangers, and uh, um, a nice picture of our old friend Budgie, um, who was their goalkeeper. Um, Glenn Roder was in that team. Um, and they had some stars, former stars, Tony Curry, John Gregory, Jerry Francis, who was to become a big star, both as a manager as well. And of course, Clive Allen, who, who used to score goals for Toffee for them and for and for, for Tottenham. Um, 14,000 at the game and we never got into it. Same team as played in the first game, unchanged. Um, and uh, the beat with 3-0. Uh, 22 minutes, Andy King. Glenn Roder, a rare goal for him, 63 minutes from a corner. And Simon Stainrod, who was uh, a um, good finisher, but uh, you know he was on his way down from other clubs when he when he got the QPR, but he was still dangerous. 3-0. We were never actually in the game, is, is, is the truth of the matter. Um, we then came home to play Cambridge United. And... Uh, um, Everybody's hoping that, for goodness sake, let's get off the mark. But they reflected it 
of how the crowd feels is in the crowd, isn't it? 14,600 at St James's Park for a home game. Um, same team, Carr, Brownlee, Davis, Truick, Barton, Holiday, um, Martin, Mick Martin's come in, Henry Verardi, Kenny Wharton and Chris Waddle. Cambridge United managed by John Doherty, a former player of theirs who used to be a midfielder for, for Fulham for a lot of years. When you go down that, that, that team, you struggle to find anybody that has any reputation at all, except when you get to the bottom. There's, there's a big man called George Riley who, who we get to know uh, even even better later on. But uh, anyway, we won one nil. It was it was uh, it was uh, um, a true uh, free kick in, in 58 minutes just before the hour, and uh, at least we're off the mark. And 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 as you can see, as I said, by the crowd, less than 15,000 in the game. Um, it, it tells you it tells you most of what you want to know. So we uh, um, we then uh, away to Norwich City. That's it. Um, and uh, hoping perhaps we can keep it going. Um, uh, but no, we we lose two one fourteen thousand three hundred at the game. Our team sit unchanged. Uh, Cox like. Uh, others before him, uh, very loyal to, the, to his team, uh, and uh, David Barton gets injured in the game, and Steve Carney comes on as substitute. Other than that, we, we, we run the same team. And Norwich City with Ken Brown, the manager, ex West Ham and player, and ex Norwich player, um, and then you go down their team, and some of the names hit 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 you uh, uh, hit your faces. Dave Watson, who uh, played for our friends down the road for for a while was one of their stars, but after that, um, I struggled to find a name that means anything. But but they were a tidy side, Norwich, uh, and tidy enough to to give us a tough time. We actually went in the lead on eleven minutes. Chris Waddle scored the first goal, uh, but on eighteen minutes, Dave Watson got a header from a corner, uh, which tells you a lot about what what defence was like in those days. And uh, Ross Jack on 81 minutes scored the winner for Norwich. So uh, we're a loss of 2-1. And and already uh, at home in the, in the, in the Gallagher corner, um, they're starting to, we've only had three, four games and, and people are still starting to look at the league already. Uh, and, and we come home for a, a home match with uh, Shrewsbury. Um, and uh, it's, uh, again, it, it what the crowd thinks is is in the crowd itself. Thirteen thousand seven hundred uh, at this game against Shrewsbury, and and uh, but um, uh, again, Cox is loyal to the the, the people he's uh, he, he's got on the pitch. Um, the only change was during the game that Verardi got injured, and Alan Shoulder um, got uh, uh, was on a substitute, um, and. Uh, it was nil nil at half time. I was at this game, and it was pretty, pretty dour, uh, dire sort of game, dour as well, uh, because it didn't look like anybody was going to score. Then, on forty two minutes, Kenny Wharton uh, sneaked in at a, a corner and and uh, got a little header at the near post, and and that was a one nil, and uh, everybody was uh, clapping their hands. Shrewsbury Town, well, the, the biggest personality for them was the manager, Graham Turner, who had a fantastic reputation as a coach and as a manager. And uh, 
when you you go down the team again, it's a, it, because of who they are. It's another team where you've got people who, who you, you're struggling to uh, find uh, the, the, their reputations in football. You know, um, David Tong is is the one I know because he was great star with uh, with Stoke City. Um, Ian Atkins was is another one who was uh, involved with. Uh, um, uh, Stoke City as well, and Steve Cross from Leicester, but the, the rest of that team are, are almost uh, unknown players in terms of uh, stardom. But uh, the important thing for us was two nil, and we're and we're, we're, we're climbing climbing up the league a little bit. So the the the, the panics uh, uh, slipping away a little bit. So we're not uh, quite so uh, upset. Um, Next home game against Orient, and uh, um, Orient aren't regarded as a threat in any way. In fact, they're one of the candidates for for relegation out of this uh, out of this division, out of the second division. Um, Cox again, faithful again with the team: Carr, Brownlee, Davies, Truick, Barton, um, Halliday, uh, Mick Martin comes in. Emery Virardi's back. Kenny Wharton and Chris Waddle, three thousand seven hundred at this game, thirteen thousand seven hundred rather at this game, which again tells you tells you uh, how the how the uh, crowd are thinking about things, how disappointed they are. Leighton Orient, well, their manager Paul Went, who was a ex Tottenham West Ham player, and they've got oodles of former um, uh, uh, London players in in. Uh, in their side, Mervyn Day, the goalkeeper from West Ham, Bill Roffey from QPR, um, Tony Cunningham, Tommy Cunningham rather, and Tommy Taylor from West Ham, um, Ian uh, Billy Jennings, another West Ham player. So it's it, it, the Leighton Orient team's a bit like an old West Ham team. Anyway, we're, we're, we're doing uh, the, the games, it's not an unattractive game, but it never looked like anybody was going to score. But thanks to uh, John Truick, who who got a free kick and slotted it home from just outside the penalty area on 58 minutes, and and we got a one nil. So we're now we're now uh, into the uh, upper half, over halfway, which is getting everybody excited for a, for a minute, um, and uh, that's a dangerous thing to do if you're a Newcastle fan. Um, anyway, we we. we uh, we now go off to Bolton. We've got an away match at Bolton, and uh, six thousand four hundred at this game. I mean, I'd, I've never been in Burnden Park when there's been that few in. It must have been terrible. There must have been like a like a graveyard. We never mind. Um, we uh, we go to to, to Bolton and uh, Cox again, ever faithful. Carr, Brownlee, Davis, etc. The same team, all the way down. And then uh, we uh, look at the Bolton side and their manager's called George Mulhall. Now, George Mulhall was the Scottish international left winger, played for Aberdeen, uh, played for the Mackens for a short while, and, and then went to, to Bolton, uh, Bolton and eventually became their manager. Um, a lot of their um, uh, players are, are ex-Manchester area players like Tony Henry, Chris Thompson, David Hogan, uh, Len Contello is the odd one out. He, he, he's he's from the smoke, uh, and, and uh, Trevor Hibbert uh, is another Manchester area. And then 
just to uh, space it up, of course, um, in the forward, leading the forward lane, there's a young man, well, not so young anymore, called Alan Gowlin, who who we we, we know very well uh, up here and uh, from his and from his days with Manchester United. Um, quite a tidy game as far as I can read, um, but a one which we got to be brutally honest to say we never looked like winning. In fact, we never looked like scoring. And uh, Thompson there, um, dangerous swinger um, at Bolton, on 13 minutes made it 1-0. And after that, it, it, we were never in the game and it, it, it fizzled out into a, a very poor 1-0, 1-0 result for Bolton. Um, it's not killing our league position, but it's not doing it, doing it any good. Uh, we now go away to Cardiff City. Cardiff are playing well. There's some anxiety in the in the Gallagher about what the result of this will be. And there's also some questions being asked about, you know, why did we bring this bloke from Everton, Virardi, for all that money? And, uh, well, and this is the game when Imri Virardi demonstrated what he was what he was like. Um, we uh, There he is, yeah. Uh, and we uh, um, uh, went to Cardiff. Cardiff pressed us. And then on 35 minutes, we got a penalty. And Erin Davis at left back scored the penalty. And uh, just after that, Virardi scored. Just after half time, 60 minutes, 68 minutes, he scored two more. Beautiful hat trick and spent all of the second half running Cardiff absolutely ragged. Uh, they didn't know how to handle them at all. And we came home with a 4-0 victory, which was, uh, uh, you know, really, really um, a relief to the to, to the fans at home because there was some concern about the way things were going and about uh, how things were changing. But that victory with it with such a good good win put um, knocking on the door over halfway and, and within striking distance of the of the promotion spots. The next game is is a home game against Fulham in the in the League Cup, first leg of the League Cup, and uh, we uh, um, see, as soon as you mention the word cup to Newcastle fans, it seems to do something to them. Suddenly, instead of thirteen thousand, there's twenty one thousand at the game. Um, but the League Cup's never, never been very lucky for But still, 20,000 turn up for this match against Fulham. And uh, we, uh, well, we, we, everybody's hopeful that something will happen. It was in a, a good game, in an interesting game, except that it was bossed by Fulham. Um, it, re- it really was a, um, a Fulham uh, master of the game. Uh, and of course, who was the manager? Malcolm McDonald, big super Mac. Uh, and he looked down the, the, the team, lots of ex uh, um, uh, London players, Jerry Payton from Chelsea, Tony Gale from, from West Ham, Les Strong from Arsenal, um, Ray Lewington from Arsenal, um, and Gordon Davis from from uh, from uh, Arsenal, so it, it uh, they just controlled the game, uh, and uh, on forty eight minutes uh, Wilson scored their, their first goal, and then on fifty nine minutes Dean Corney uh, scored the second, and, and it looked like that's the way it was going to fizzle out until 
David Barton got a head out of the corner uh, and we got 2-1. So the last 10 minutes was quite frenetic, but uh, not frenetic, frenetic for us to get an equaliser. So we, we had a mountain to claim to go to the second leg to Fulham and try and get through to this to the next round of this League Cup. The next game is a away game. Uh, sorry, it's a home game against Derby in the second division. Um, Derby are playing quite well and are regarded as one of the one of the possibles for promotion. Um, the um, Arthur Cox again, extremely loyal. Carl Brownlee, Davis, Truick, etc. All the way down to Chris Waddle on the left side, and then. Uh, Derby come with uh, their manager Colin Addison, who who managed the, the, the that great uh, uh, cup debacle at, at Hereford that everybody gets yeah, likes to remind us of. Um, and then their team is uh, Steve Powell, Steve Buckley, Barry Powell, um, homemade players for them, but good players. Um, uh, Dave Swindlehurst, the big centre forward, and Kevin Eck, they're one of their own, um, and. Uh, we knew that Derby would probably give us a hard game. At least that's what we thought. People thought seventeen thousand two hundred at the game. Well, um, it was a game for Verardi. He just was outstanding. He, he took Derby apart, scored in the fifth minute, thirty fourth minute, and in sixty one minutes, Kenny Wharton got the third goal. So we, we beat Derby three 0 and everybody went home happy. But again, seventeen thousand at the game. We're now sitting nicely round about halfway, which is uh, comfortable, and, and people are hoping that that could be a, a precursor to uh, to uh, bigger things. Um, a couple more wins, and who knows, we could be in the promotion spot. The next game is an away game at Barnsley, and uh, Barnsley are, are fair to Midland, but shouldn't shouldn't be a problem for us. But uh, uh, that's uh, um, a big thing to say when you're a Newcastle fan because uh, Barnsley uh, got a goal on, on 17 minutes by Trevor Aylock, their, their star player, and uh, 18,400 at Oakwell. And uh, well, our team were just never in it after that. It was it was a, a very poor loss by, by any standards. Um, and looking at their team, um, uh, their manager was none other than Norman Hunter, the bite your legs Norman from Leeds United. And uh, centre-back Mick McCarthy, a well-known name, Ronnie Gal Galvin and Ian Banks, Ray McHale, all from uh, Huddersfield and, and, and uh, the Sheffield clubs. And Trevor Aylott, of course, who was, uh, who was from, from Britsell and, and uh, became their Barnsley's star man. And and his his goal stayed it and and a game where we 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 never really looked like we we're going to get anything out of it, which was was quite sad. Um, we come home then to a game against Rotherham United at St James's, um, and whether it was uh, it seen the team play a bit better or Verardi's goals, but we now have nineteen thousand in the crowd, which is which is a an upturn. Uh, and and uh, everybody's hoping that that means we're going to uh, um, get something out of this game. Well, um, it was a struggle. 
it was it was it was a um it was i wish i could say it was an end to end draw it wasn't it was a it was a miserable draw and everybody's struggling to see where a goal was going to come from and then lo and behold on on 71 minutes rotherham scored through mcgooden um and uh, it looked like we were we were on our way out but then uh on 84 minutes in riverardi got the equalizer and uh, um you could hear the collective sigh of relief in the corner when when that went in. The interesting thing about Rotherham United, well, their manager was a, a young man called Emlyn Hughes, who played for Liverpool in England, uh, and and their um, lots of their uh, team were from uh, nearby uh, 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 Yorkshire side. Uh, John Green, Brecken, Mark Rhodes, Tony Towner, they're all Sheffield lads. Uh, and their centre forward was uh, Ronnie Moore, who made quite a name for himself with uh, with Barnsley before he went to Rotherham. Um, anyway, they, they they hung on for a one-one draw, and I've got to say, uh, my memory is as if we played all day, we we wouldn't have got another goal. Um, but at least we're holding my place. We're, we're hanging around the middle of the league, and it's it's uh, people aren't looking over their shoulder quite so, so much as as they had been. Uh, so we we go off to an, an away game at Fulham for the second leg of the of the League Cup. Now everybody's hoping um, that let's uh, have a go at this League Cup. Seven thousand two hundred at Craven Cottage. That that again in a ground like Craven Cottage, that must have been like a graveyard. You must have been, you would have to shout to talk to the person next to you by by the numbers that sort of number. Anyway, we we go. Arthur Cox again, same team, Carr, Brownlee, Davis, Truig, Barton, Alan Shoulders, um, Mick Martin, Verardi, Wharton, Chris Waddle, etc. Um, and uh, we go to Fulham hoping for something out, out of this game. Um, but it was it, it was never going to happen. Malcolm McDonald's team controlled the game from start to finish on 28 minutes. Uh, John Brownlee gave a penalty away, um, uh, and Ray Lewington scored the penalties from the penalty spot on 28 minutes. And then in the second half, 74 minutes, Dean Coney, who'd scored the goal at St James's, um, scored the second one. So that was 2 0. And uh, brutally honest, um, for what I read about this game, um, that's how it, we, we were never going to be in it. We, we just, we just, didn't seem to have the the push or the fight or what, but there was it was it was not uh, not to be, I'm afraid. Um, so we come home to a home game against Oldham Athletic, and uh, we uh, hoping that uh, sorry we're we're away at Oldham Athletic. Um, Oldham aren't great shakes, but um, we did think that there were it was possible we'd get something out of this game well uh nine thousand at boundary park uh well uh hoping to get something out of the game when you're a newcastle fan is a big mistake uh we certainly didn't get anything out of this one oldham were on top of it from beginning to end and ended up three one winners um uh and it was an unchanged team you know arthur cox very very loyal to the players he picks and uh, Oldham Athletic, well, Jimmy Frizzle, a very old character in football, 
uh, played all his uh, football in, in the Manchester area or in Huddersfield as well. It's, it's a great, uh, uh, clever midfielder. Um, and uh, his, uh, his team at Oldham, again, because of where it is, lots of ex-Manchester players like Kenny Clements from, from City, Paul Futcher from United, Steve Edwards from United, Paul Heaton from City, uh, Roger Palmer from, from, from City, and Roger Wilde, the big centre-forward, who always caused us a lot of trouble from Manchester City as well. Uh, Wilde scored in 11 minutes. Uh, Paul Heaton scored on 15 minutes. Ian Davis scored for us, we left back, on 31 minutes. And then Jim Steele scored the third for them on 39. So we lost 3-1 to Oldham, and that was uh, putting a dent in my league position a bit. So we're now starting to slip below... Uh, that magic halfway. Um, the league's interrupted because we go to Berwick Rangers for a friendly, for a testimonial uh, from one of the Berwick st stalwarts who used to have uh, connections to Newcastle and we, we played Berwick uh, and sent a full team, I, I've got to say, when I, when I look at it. Um, we, uh, we won 3-2, but... Um, we ended up uh, at half time. We were three 0 and it looked like we we're going to walk it. But uh, two careless tackles by uh, uh, John Lee, John Brownlee, and they got two penalties, so it ended up three two. Um, so uh, anyway, it was good of them to put some money in um, Berwick's coffers. The next game was an away game at Chelsea. We. Knew this was going to be tough because they were favourites to get promoted. Um, 16,500 at Stamford Bridge, which doesn't seem a lot. Um, but uh, we uh, knew it would be a tough game. And, and uh, Arthur Cox sends the unchanged team, Carl Brownlee. No, he doesn't unchange. He, he changes the left back from Ian Davis and he brings in a young defender who was just promoted from the juniors when he signed on. Wes Saunders, who's to become a, a well-known name in our defence over the year. And uh, he put Steve Carney in because there was an injury at, uh, in, in uh, uh, defensive midfield. And uh, we, uh, we, we went to Chelsea in the hope of getting something out of, out of this game. Um, the Chelsea team was uh, managed by John Neal, an ex-player. Uh, and... Uh, um, some interesting names, uh, relatives of famous players, Graham Wilkins, who's, uh, whose brother, we, 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 Ray Wilkins, uh, we got to know very well, was an England star, never mind a Chelsea star. And Gary Chivers, who's a relative of uh, the centre-forward, uh, Chivers, that played for, for, for Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Chris Hutchins, John Bumstead, Ian Britton, uh, all uh, stalwarts for Chelsea, Colin Lee and Clive Walker, who um, had northeast links, uh, was was uh, playing for them as, as well. So we we go with the hopes of something out of it. We played very well. Unfortunately, um, two silly mistakes in the first half, and Colin Lee on eleven minutes and Mike Fillery on seventeen minutes give Chelsea two one. And then after the after the half time, we actually had a go at them, and and Chris Waddle scored on sixty seven, and. Uh, Chelsea had to hang on towards the end to, to, to get the points. 
uh, we, we were very unlucky not to get uh, not at least get a draw out of it. So we uh, um, uh, a good game, and, and, and it, for the first time, really, people were saying aside of Newcastle if, that, that they hadn't seen all season so far, and that was the they were they were really having a go at, the, at this game. So we come home to a home match against Charlton, and uh, it's uh, Charlton aren't, aren't brilliant, but uh, uh, so there's a hope that we're going to get something out of this game. However, the, the crowd reflects what's happening on the pitch. 15,200 at the game. It's at James's Park. Uh, but uh, those that didn't come missed a superb display by Verardi again, who demonstrated why why uh, Cox had put so much faith in him. He just tore Charlton to shreds. Um, Kenny Wharton scored on, on 37 minutes. Um, uh, Laurie Madden scored uh, equalised for Charlton with a penalty after uh, uh, poor Wes Saunders handled the ball in the penalty area. And then Alan Brown, who would, uh, Cox had got on loan from our friends down the road, uh, scored on 58. And then Verardi Two screamers on 65 and 81 minutes to make it 4-1. And that, that sent the Gallagher corner home uh, uh, with smiles on their faces. Charlton, well, the manager is Alan Mullery, well-known England international Tottenham player. And then the team, because it's London again, littered with uh, ex-Tottenham and uh, Chelsea and Arsenal stars. Terry Naylor, Don McAllister, uh, Steve Grit. Leighton Phillips, uh, Laurie Madden, Derek Hales and Paul Walsh, all with L London connections. But 4-1 win, uh, keeping us nice and firmly fixed in, in, the, in the middle of the league. And uh, um, showing some signs of playing some decent football. But more importantly to the fans, scoring some goals. Remember, this is after a season when we went through a whole season and didn't and didn't get the 40 goals for the whole season and it was 34 and Bobby Shinton was the, the top scorer was seven so you, you know anything that's getting like a 4-1 win instead of a season where every, every other game was a nil nil it, it's got to be appreciated so we uh we uh get the win to uh at home to Charlton so we have it next two matches against Luton Luton are are not um regarded as a danger at over half the league. In fact, they're regarded as one of the ones most likely to get relegated. Um, however, they came, and it's amazing how one good result changes things. 21,100 at this game, and uh, great, you know, I mean, it, it, it is starting to get a revival. Um, Arthur Cox, again, Carr, Brownlee, Saunders, Truick, Carney, uh, he brings in Peter Haddock and other the young lads that he signed as a professional when he when he took over as manager. Uh, Alan Shoulder, Mick Martin, Emery Verardi, Kenny Wharton, and Chris Waddle. Luton Town come with a, a decent side, managed by David Pleat, another um, big London uh, player and, and, and manager, but he's now managing Luton Town and making quite a name for himself. And uh, the team's got. Uh, Quite a lot of uh, well-known former first division players like Mark Hazelwood and uh, Mal Donahue, who got from uh, Manchester City, Ricky Hill from Bolton, uh, David Moss, Steve White, 
Brian Steen from, from, from Coventry, a very dangerous centre forward. So that they're a decent side. And, and uh, uh, my memory is that the, in the first half, we, we uh, uh, they gave us quite the game. Um, we, uh, we got the lead through Alan Brown in one minute. And just before half time, he scored a second. So we went in two nil up. But uh, quite luckily, really, Luton could have could have uh, got at least one, if not two, goals before half time. Then after the uh, after half time, we went to sleep, completely sleep. And then David Moss on eighty three minutes uh, scored a penalty after a, a handball by uh, John Brownlee. Uh, Mal Donaghy got a one in eighty nine minutes. To really make us sweat because we're two-two now, and then Hero of the Hour, Imre Verardi, right on the ninetieth minute, a real screamer from outside the penalty area to make it three-two to Newcastle to give us give us uh, the victory. And again, more importantly, I think uh, for the Gallagher corner, cementing our position as a, a better than mid-table side uh, Newcastle, but. Uh, um, uh, it, it encouraging, I, I think, is the best way to describe it. So we're now off to an away game at, at Orient. Um, the Matchroom Stadium, Brisbane Road, is is, is what the, is the name of the ground is. Um, Four thousand and twenty-six at this game. What oh, again? Must be soul destroying playing in front of crowds like that. But play the play in front of them, you have to do. And Arthur Cox sends a, a strong team, the same team he's been playing. Throughout Carr, Brownie, Saunders, Truick, Carney, Haddock, Shoulder, Mick Martin, Verardi, Wharton, and Chris Waddle. If you include Chris Waddle actually and Kenny Wharton, and you add the, the the lads that he brought in from as juniors like Saunders and, and Steve Carney and Peter Haddock, John Truick, there are a lot of homegrown players in that Newcastle side, which was which I think people noticed as well. Unfortunately, a lot of Geordies in the team or not, we didn't win. We actually lost 1 0 to a, a, a 1 0 goal on 79 minutes. And again, late in Orient, um, now managed by Ken Knighton, who uh, was a, a, a former player from, from Manchester. Um, this is the same Ken Knighton that caused quite a fuss a few years ago when he tried to take over Manchester United, but uh, he was a bit younger then in those days. Um, and uh, late Orient held on to the one 0 win after a 79 minute goal, uh, and and we just we just didn't we just didn't trouble them really is the is the disappointing thing. So we're now headed uh, to uh, Grimsby, I think it is, and uh, we uh, um, Grimsby um, always a tough place to go. Um, they don't give anything away, and we uh, we go with. Uh, um, the same side, Carr, Brownlee, Saunders, all the way down to Chris Waddle. Um, and the Grimsey town manager, George Kerr, an old Scottish international, and uh, one or two well-known uh, players in their side, Kevin Moore, Bobby Cumming, a Scottish international, Andy O'Dell, Irish international, uh, Tony Ford from Sheffield Wednesday, and Trevor Weinmark, a, a very dangerous forward from Ipswich. 9,200 at Blundell Park. Um, and, uh, well, it looked like we are going to get something out of this game because on seven minutes, Kenny Wharton nipped in to uh, um, uh, 
had to get a header at the near post and uh, we were one nil in the lead, but it didn't last very long. In 19 minutes and, and uh, uh, Mitchell had played for, for Grimsby equalised and that's the way it stayed at the end of the match. But at least we got a point out of it, which uh, uh, kept us making the progress in the league in the right the right direction. Um, the next game is a, um, a home game, the Blackburn Rovers. Um, we uh, Blackburn are another of the teams that are regarded as possible. Uh, promotion uh, candidates, so it's not going to be an easy game. And Cox plays full side as as usual, eighteen thousand seven hundred at the game. Uh, and uh, Blackburn come with uh, their managers Bobby Saxton, a, a famous uh, uh, Manchester United and, and uh, West Ham United uh, player. Um, and looking down the, the list, the first name I seen was the. A man called Glenn Keeley, of course, who, who was a centre-back here. And uh, next to him in the, the Blackburn Rovers' defence was Derek Fazakli, who was somebody who came here with Kevin Keegan, of course, as one of the, one of the fitness trainers at, uh, uh, at Newcastle. And Kevin Arnott, who, who we know from a place down the road, and Simon Garner and Norman Bell, two, two former Manchester players who... who uh, uh, on that day, what were dangerous? Eighteen thousand seven hundred at this game uh, against Blackburn. It was a nil-nil, but I've got to say, my memory is it was a very entertaining nil-nil. It could have been three-three easily. Uh, the number of times the teams hit the hit the woodwork, uh, but it was a nil-nil draw, and and uh, people went home uh, not unhappy because it, it was quite a quite a quite a decent match to watch. We now come to the FA Cup third round, and uh, it's against Colchester, and uh, we, uh, well, it, it's just um, one of those things that uh, sixteen thousand nine hundred uh, at the match. Um, the name of the referee is worth remembering, Trelford Mills, who who became fairly famous for all sorts of things, but not for being a good referee. But never mind. Um, Cox plays his full side. Um, midway through the first half, um, uh, John Truitt gets injured and he sends on Kevin Todd. Another of the young kids that he signed on as a professional when he, when he came as manager and he, he picked him out of the juniors, which is... Very, I always thought it was very encouraging uh, for, for anybody at Newcastle at that time. Uh, anyway, Kevin Todd got on the side. Um, a decent game. Um, Colchester United, Bobby Roberts, an ex-player ex of theirs as the manager. And you go down the list, you're struggling to find um, uh, a name that matters. Steve Wignall is the first one. He and his brother played for Nottingham Forest, um, the brother was uh, was a centre forward. This one was a was a, a centre back, um, and after that, you're struggling to find anybody who'd any major uh, uh, mark in the game at, at a higher level than the second division. In fact, most of them come from the the third division. However, it was a it was a um, end to end sort of game. Um, Verardi puts us ahead in 31 minutes, and everybody's. Rubbing their hands and looking for the 
the fourth round draw and uh, uh well um the the needn't have bothered because uh, just before the end 88 minutes the Steve Wignall I've just talked about heads in an equalizer from a corner and so we're off to, to Colchester for an FA Cup replay um after a one one draw. Most disappointing to the Gallagher corner, I have to say it it uh, they'd expected to win, but um they're hopeful that uh, we might get something out of uh, out of the replay. We now go away to Watford, um, and uh, the um, uh, um, Watford are playing well, and, and they, they give us a good game uh, at uh, at St James's. Um, but we're starting to play a little bit better, and, and uh, um, Verardi's causing defences uh, a lot of problems. Uh, so people are hopeful that we might get something out of it. Well, uh, young Kevin Todd, who, who uh, um, Cox had promoted, is still in the side. And on four minutes, 26 minutes, he scores his first goal for Newcastle United. And everybody's uh, really cock a hoop and, and looking forward to see if we get a, a win here. However, Ross Jenkins on 74 minutes and Steve Terry on 81 minutes. Um, Put Watford two on in the lead, and and uh, um, hearts are down. You know, we're looking at our boots because we we think, well, this is this is going to be another another loss. Um, incidentally, the Steve Terry is a relative of the John Terry, who who we all know and uh, well, we all know. I was going to say know and love. I think that would be go down very well in some places. However, um, in the Watford team, of course, it's Graham Taylor as the manager, a very famous manager. Uh, but also on the team, yes, there's Luther Blissett and Jerry Armstrong, but a young man called John Barnes is in that team and starting to tear up trees with the way he's playing. Um, so it, it looks like we're, we're on, our, on, on our way to a, um, the best we can hope for is a, is a draw. And uh, Kevin Todd slices in his second uh, goal and uh, everybody's cheering. Now, lo and behold, the man of the hour, Emery Verardi, Again, a solo run from just inside the Watford half to slot in a winner, 3-2 to Newcastle at, at Watford. And uh, uh, everybody, 12,300 at the game. And the Jordies that were there certainly enjoyed that because my memory is that that particular goal um, from a Verardi was, uh, was uh, a nice one, a, a one that people enjoyed. So we're now um, back to... Uh, the FA Cup third round replay at Colchester and uh, we uh, not sure what's going to happen but we're hoping everybody's hoping and uh, we got off uh, to a great start Chris Waddle on 12 minutes puts puts in the lead um, West Sunders in 43 minutes makes it uh, 2-1 and uh, Ian Allison uh, uh, Mickey Cook and Ian Allison for Colchester, they make it 2 2. So uh, we're into extra time. And uh, in extra time, we go. And straight after extra time, John Brownlee scores from a corner for us. And then um, uh, Ian Allison, who'd scored the earlier goal, scored a penalty to equalise again. And then the man of the hour comes in Riverari, bang, on 115 minutes. 
and he puts me through to the to the next round of the uh, of the cup, um, of of the uh, FA Cup, and everybody's looking forward to a cup run now, um, and the next round is straight afterwards. Uh, Grimsby at at home. Now, bear in mind, we just had a, quite a tough game at Grimsby. Uh, we knew it wasn't going to be an easy one. Um, but people thought that uh, uh, there was going to be a cup run. And the crowd showed it. 26,000 suddenly turn up for this uh, fourth round of the FA Cup. Uh, having been playing before some miserable crowds. Arthur Cox picks his usual team. And uh, young Kevin Todd, of course, having scored goals, has He's kept him in the team, shows faith with him. And Grimsy Town come with the same team. They've changed their manager now. It's Dave Booth, who's a ex-Manchester United player. Uh, and their team's virtually the one that we played when we went to uh, to Grimsby with uh, Kevin Moore, Tony Ford, Kilmore, Trevor Wymock, uh, big, uh, dangerous, uh, quick, dangerous uh, attack and forward from from Ipswich, and uh, uh, we thought, well, everybody in the Gallagher thought, well, this is this is a formality. We're, we're off our way to the, the fifth round, there's no doubt about that. Well, Newcastle being Newcastle on 67, 62 minutes, Kevin Kilmore scored for Grimsby. 86 minutes, Kevin Drinkle scored for Grimsby. And then right at the death, an own goal from uh, Kevin Moore, their, their centre-half, 89 gave us some hope. And then there was five minutes of absolute mayhem. The number of times the ball hit the Grimsby woodwork in that five minutes, I've lost count of. Um, Waddle nearly scored, Verardi nearly scored, Kevin Todd nearly scored, uh, but they didn't. So out of the cup we went, 2-1 to Grimsby Town. And that was uh, really, really disappointing for everybody because uh, they really, I think... They, uh, People at home really did have the appetite for a for a cup run if it, if, it, if it was at all possible. So the next game is a home game against Norwich City in the second division. Um, again, Norwich good side, but not regarded as one of the, the top sides in the in, in the division, and shouldn't really worry us that much. Um, and again, the crowd tells you everything about what's happening at St James's. 26,000 for the cup match, 14,000 for this league match against Norwich, uh, which is, uh, you know, um, tells you it all, really. Arthur Cox has uh, brought David Mills in on loan uh, and puts him straight into the team. So we, we now got uh, David Mills on the side to, to bolster up the attack. And Norwich City come with Ken Brown, still the manager, Um Virtually the same team as we played down at, at Norwich with Dave Watson still in the team. Um, Keith Burchin, they've brought from uh, centre forward from Coventry, who was a dangerous centre forward, and uh, John Dehan from, from West Ham, and Ross Jack, uh, another dangerous forward. So they, they've bolstered the team, but they still shouldn't be bothering us. And, and 14,400 at, at the game. And uh, to be honest, um, David Mills opened the score on 15 minute, 50 minutes. Greg Downs on 58 minutes equalised for Norwich and people were getting a sweat on. But then, again, the man of the hour, Imre Verardi, on 75 minutes, 
bang, in goes another winner, and we we get uh, two points out of that that game for for um, against uh, Norwich City. We're now home to to Bolton, and second successive home match. Everybody's thinking, well, if we get a result in this one, we're, we're actually going to be well above halfway. Whether in striking distance of the uh, uh, of the promotion spots, but uh, um, we'll see. So Bolton come uh, to St James's with uh, fourteen thousand seven hundred at the game. Arthur Cox feels he's uh, his usual side: Carr, Carney, Saunders, Truick, Barton, Haddock, Mills, but Mick Martin, Verardi, Wharton, and Chris Waddle. It's noticeable that Chris Waddle's been in the team every game. He hasn't missed a match this season. Bolton come with the, the same team as the play, they had when we played them there. Manager still George Mulhall. Um, they bought a fullback, Steve Whitworth, from Leicester. Mike Doyle comes in from, from Manchester City. And uh, uh, again, Alan Gowlin's leading that, that forward line. Um, however, it's 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 a, it's not a bad game, but it's a one which we 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 win fairly comfortably. Uh, John Truick scores a penalty on nine minutes, and then eighty-one minutes, Kenny Wharton scores a header from a corner, and uh, um, it's a two-nil victory. Interesting about Kenny Wharton, I've, I've, I think I've said several times uh, today that he scored with a near post tenner. Kenny Wharton wasn't a big fella. But he, he knew how to sneak in at the near post and and glance the head, header into the into the net and he did it quite often. Anyway, two 0 win against Bolton, and we're now well above halfway and and people are getting more than excited uh, about uh, the possibilities of uh, where we're going. So we're off to Cambridge now, an away game against Cambridge, and uh, we're uh, um, uh, hoping. Everybody's hoping that uh, something special will happen, uh, but nothing special to happen. Does what does happen is that we, we lose one nil to a forty-three minute goal, five thousand at the game at the Abbey Stadium. Um, our team's unchanged as, as Arthur Cox would have it, uh, and uh, Cambridge have uh, John Dockley still their manager. Team virtually the same as what we played when we, last time we played them. Um, they uh, have got uh, a young lad that they got from Manchester United called uh, Tom O'Neill, uh, a teenager who, who's uh, uh, come from Manchester and, and has brightened their side up. But uh, um, it's one of the old hands, Steve Spriggs, who's been around a long time, scores on 43 minutes just before half time, and frankly, that really was the only memorable thing about the match. After that, we never looked like we were going to get an equaliser or even come back into the match. Um, so we now come home to a home match against Cardiff City with uh, um, 15,100 at the game. Arthur Cox feels his usual side. Um, Cardiff City changed their manager, Graham Williams, ex-Welsh international player. Um Ron Healy, good goalkeeper, um, Phil Dwyer, Tim Gilbert, all uh, uh, good players. Gary Bennett, who, who's uh, we, we we know from our friends down the road, 
um, David Bennett um, and Gary Stevens uh, and Peter Kitchen. A strong Cardiff team who, who are picked up from the start of the season. And uh, John Truick on seven minutes scores. Emery Verardi on 37 minutes. So we go in at halftime 2-0. Two, two and then Gary Stevens on 54 minutes gives Cardiff a consolation. But uh, they never looked like getting an equaliser. So so that's another victory. And, and, and we're now uh, firmly in the top half of the league. And and people start to think, well, hold on, another another couple of wins and we're, and we're, we're, we're smiling here. We could be looking at promotion, perhaps, and getting all heady about that. Uh, we're now off to Shrewsbury for an away game um, at Gay Meadow. 4,600 at the game. Um, Shrewsbury still got Graham Turner as the manager. And their team, exactly the same as the one that we played when the last time we had them at St. James's with uh, Dave Tong, Steve Cross, um, uh, uh, Bernard McNally and uh, Chris Chick-Bates. The same team which uh, gave us quite a game at, uh, at uh, St. James's. Well, they gave us quite a game here as well. Um, Cox sends the same same team down. And uh, apart from halfway through the second half, McMartin gets a knock. And Peter Cartwright comes on, another local lad. Um into the team from from North Shields, and uh, it's a nil nil, uh, um, quite a drab nil nil from where I read and where I understand, but nevertheless, it's nil nil and it keeps we keeps we going in the right direction in terms of the of the league position, and uh, we uh, come home to a home match against Sheffield Wednesday, who are one of the favourites for promotion. So this is going to be a tough match. 19,100 at this game, so the crowd's getting a bit more faith in in, uh, in what's happening. And uh, uh, Cox puts his uh, usual same note, unchanged team with David Mills still in it. He keeps Peter Cartwright in because Peter had quite a good name game. And uh, Sheffield Wednesday come with a manager called Jack Charlton. Uh, and uh, Quite a strong side with, uh, um, uh, again, a number of former um, uh, Sheffield uh, juniors who've graduated into the team, like Terry Curran, Gary Magson, Gary Bannister, Ian Meller, um, um, and uh, Peter Shirt Shirtliff, uh, who was a fullback. Um, so they're a decent side, and under Jack Charlton, Playing decent football, um, it was uh, um, a good game. It, it, it reasonably uh, good football, and it was settled by none other than Emery Verardi on forty-three minutes. He's a screamer into the top corner, and uh, we we got the, the points against Sheffield Wednesday. And so now it, it, people are really thinking, well, this is this is good stuff. We're, we're, we're well above. Uh, well above halfway now. This is uh, we're getting quite uh, quite exciting. We're off to Derby now, an away match at, uh, at Derby, um, and uh, it's uh, um, they they a good side and regarded as one of the favourites for promotion. So we know it's going to be tough. Uh, Cox sends an unchanged team, um, and. Uh, uh, Derby now got a, John Newman as a manager, as a former 
player who'd been uh, uh, to, to one of the Manchester sides, came back as uh, manager of Derby. And they have a, um, the, a lot of the names that were with them for a long time. Steve Buckley, Brian Attlee, Barry Powell, Glenn Skivington, Frank Sheridan, um, Johnny Clayton, Keith Wilson. They're all well-known Derby figures. Anyway, it, it's it's a decent game. The baseball ground, 12,200 uh, at the game with uh, um, Paul Emson scoring for Derby on uh, 40 minutes. And then Emery Verardi scores for us on 55. And Keith Wilson on 64 puts Derby back in the lead. And then on 70 minutes, Chris Waddle gets the equaliser. And we come away with a 2-2 draw, which... Um, at that time, was regarded because of Derby's position in the league and how people viewed them, especially the, the critics viewed them as being possible promotion uh, candidates. It, it was not a bad, uh, not a bad um, result, really, and kept it going in the right direction. We're now away to Leicester City. Um, uh, are we on Saturday at the Derby? Are we on Tuesday at the Leicester? Uh, seemed a bit harsh. However, Leicester are a tidy side. We've got the Filbert Street, 12,400 at the game. Um, Leicester City's manager, Jock Wallace, a, a big, big goalkeeping, uh, Scotch goalkeeper with a huge, huge character in football, well-known. And Leicester play um, um decent side uh, with a, a new young centre-forward called Gary Lineker making... Making uh, making his name at that time with Alan Young, ex Everton player, and Andy Peake from from uh, uh, from one of the big London teams. I think it was from Arsenal, um, and uh, Eddie Kelly from Arsenal. So a good side, and, and, and people know this is not going to be an easy game. Well, Cox, uh, as you can expect, sends the same sends his uh, what he regards as his full team down. Uh, and unfortunately, it's it's not a good game for us. Um, we uh, battle through the 40 minutes, and then Alan Young, a tricky young forward, a bit tricky forward that they got from Everton, scores on 40 minutes, and everybody thinks, well, he, he, they'll come out after half time and have a real go. Well, what happened after half time was a young man called Gary Gary Lineker took over the show and gave us the runaround. He scored on 45 minutes just after the second half kickoff. Then on 76 minutes just to seal it, and Leicester beat with 3 0. Um, disappointing thing about this game was that there didn't seem to be any, we didn't seem to come back at them at all. There was no, um, after half time, we didn't, whether that goal just after the half time uh, break and knocked the stuffing out of them, I don't know, but they they just didn't seem to have a have a have a have it in them to have a go. Uh, we're at home now to Barnsley. Um, and this is uh, not going to be easy. With they've given us a hard game. Um, Cox plays his full side, of course. The only difference is that uh, halfway through the second half, Mills is injured, and he swaps him for Alan Shoulder. Um, Norman Hunter's still manager of uh, of Barnsley. Um, Mick McCarthy's still playing in the in the um, in their uh, their back line. Uh, otherwise, Trevor Yalot's the danger man, the centre forward, and he's still there. But uh, this is a game we should win. Uh, and on 13 minutes, Emery Verardi 
gives us the sort of start that we needed, uh, and and we get a we get a one nil lead. Um, after that, he ran Barnsley ragged, couldn't score any more goals, neither could anybody else, but more importantly, neither could Barnsley. So it uh, it was a um, a good win, and and uh, we're now knocking on the door of promotion places. Uh, and people are getting quite excited. Uh, we shouldn't be there, according to some people, but we are there. And we're off to Rotherham, uh, to Millmore, 16,900 at this game, uh, because Rotherham are um, knocking on the door of promotion as well, and they shouldn't be there either. Um, but Emlyn Hughes has somehow got them stoked up. And uh, in this game, not only is the manager, he actually plays this time. Um, and... and uh, He's uh, alongside uh, Ronnie Moore, Billy McEwen, um, Tony Towner. Um, they're, they're, a, they're a decent side, and, and Demlin Hughes has got them playing. Carr Sense is uh, what he regards as his best team, and uh, with David Mills back in the side. And again, Chris Waddle's still there on the left side of the, of the forward line. Um, a nil-nil, but one of those nil-nils that could have easily been 3-3, three, 4-4. Three, four, four. So the number of times the ball hit the woodwork at both ends uh, was incredible. But at nil-nil it stayed, and, and uh, the important thing from, from our point of view is it, it didn't damage well, well league position at all. In fact, it, uh, that point strengthened it. and uh, So it, we, we, we now come home to a, a home match against uh, Oldham Athletic, um, who are not regarded as uh, a threat to us, or they shouldn't be. 18,500 at the game. And Arthur Cox, as usual, sends out his, uh, what he regards as his uh, best side, which is virtually unchanged, with Alan Shoulder as the substitute again. Um, Oldham come with the same, virtually the same team as we played when we went down there, with uh, uh, Roger Wilder, big centre forward from Manchester City. And Roger Palmer, that, that that big forward, going to cause us a great deal of trouble. But uh, um, as it happens, um, David Mills scored on 14 minutes, John Brownlee on 38 minutes with a free kick, uh, and it was 2-0 at half-time. And it never changed, and, it, and throughout the second half, never looked like it would change. So 2-0 win against Oldham, and our position of knocking on the door of promotion is... Uh, is is looking very firm. It's not. It's not just a. Not just a, a fluke. It's looking very firm. We're now at home to Chelsea, and uh, this isn't going to be an easy game. Twenty six thousand nine hundred at this game, which tells you what the crowd feels about what's happening. We're winning now. So the crowd's coming back, and plus it's Chelsea, of course, who are regarded as the as the promotion favourites. So if we can do something against these, that will send all sorts of. Uh, uh, signals to, to, to football and uh, Cox plays his usual side, which he thinks is strongest side. Um, Chelsea Combe, John Neal's still the manager, and they got the usual uh, uh, people in their side Gary Locke, Chris Hutchins, Hutchins um, Colin Lee, Alan, Alan Mays. They're a strong side, however, on 43 minutes just before half time, Chris Waddle. Goes on a mazy run from the, the left 
from the halfway line and slots in a beautiful goal on 43 minutes. So we go in at 1-0 one, one at half-time. Chelsea do come back in the second half and give us one heck of a battle. Uh, they hit every bit of woodwork they could, but as luck would have it, it's our day and we end up with a 1-0 win. Uh, which, uh, to say that people went home happy is putting it mildly, um, because uh, they're only two away now that uh, where the pundits are saying, well, Newcastle aren't, shouldn't be there. You know, that, that we are, and, and, we're, and we're there because we've won matches. The next game is a home game against Crystal Palace. Now, we'll, a win in this one, and we could actually, if other results go our way, be in one of the promotion spots. And, and uh, uh, well, people are, you know, taking a blink at that because we've been, earlier on this season, we've been bloody awful. And now we're starting to play something. And Verardi's certainly paying his, uh, his transfer fee back. 22,100 at this game against Palace. Um, and they come with uh, Steve Kember as the manager, an ex-player of theirs. Paul Barron is a goalkeeper, a, a, a lad with... Uh, Geordie Connection, um, Paul Hinshelwood, Billy Gilbert, um, David Giles, Neil Smelly, Tommy Langley, Kevin Mabert, Mabert from uh, Tottenham. A good uh, side full of uh, ex-London first division players, so it's, it's not going to be easy. Uh, and also they're, they're regarded as, as an outside chance of promotion, so they're, they're in terms of where they are and, and what they like, they're on a par with us, really. They're, they're trying to do the same as us. Um, it's a good game, good football game, but we could have played all day and neither side would have scored. So we end up with a nil-nil a against uh, Palace. At, um, we uh, important thing is that doesn't damage our league position. We don't get into a promotion spot. We slip just slightly below. Um and uh, we're now off to an away game at Charlton. Um, uh, 6,300 at the Valley. And again, if, if anybody out there has been to the Valley and seen how big that ground is, 6,300 people in that ground, it'll be like, be like being in a cemetery. It must be, it's been awful trying to play football in front of that, but play football they did, and, and we went. And Charlton weren't uh, regarded as uh, a threat at the top, uh, indeed, they were at, um, in danger at the bottom themselves. And uh, Malin Mullery still the manager with uh, uh, an unchanged team from the last time we, we played them. And uh, Cox sends our strongest team. And lo and behold, none other than Chris Waddle on 28 minutes goes through the middle of the Charlton defence and gives us a 1-0 lead at half-time on 28 minutes. Second half, Charlton fight for their lives because they know they're in trouble. Um, but uh, the Magpies hold them off without very much difficulty. One of the best games of the season for Kevin Carr is, is how I read it. Uh, a match reports about that and, uh, and information I got from others. That Kevin Carr was uh, played out of his skin, which is great, which is absolutely, absolutely great. Um we go straight from London to an away game at in, in Wales at Wrexham. And uh, it's... Uh, um, 
whoever writes the fixtures for these things don't 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 uh, don't um, use their brains very much. Um, we we go to Wrexham on a high. Uh, everybody's thinking, well, this is it. We win here. Um, we're, we're going to be in a promotion spot, surely. Four thousand five hundred at the race course ground. Uh, Roberto Mancini, the f- former Chelsea player, is their manager. Wrexham's manager now. Littered with uh, um, Welsh internationals, Phil Baker, Gareth Davis, Billy Ronson, Dennis Lehman, Ian Edwards, uh, Dixie McNeil, Steve Fox, all international players. Um, Cox sends our um, usual team down. Kenny Wharton is uh, substituting halfway through the second half. Um, John Truick has to come off and Kenny Wharton goes on. It's a good game, uh, an entertaining game. And uh, Ferrari puts us ahead in eight minutes and everything's whoa, we're off. But then in, on nine minutes, Ian Edwards for Exxon equalises. And uh, then Dick, uh, after half time, Billy Na- Matt, Dixie McNeil makes it 2 1. Then Billy Ronson makes it 3 1. Uh, and uh, um, and 65 minutes, Ian Edwards scores again, makes it 4-1. And then Imre Vardy on 62 minutes comes back and, and makes it 4-2. 72 minutes makes it 4-2. Um, good game. The the, 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 mag, the the Magpies did give it as, uh, as good as they got, but unfortunately that wasn't enough. So it was a 4-2 defeat, which was uh, a bit demoralising because that now has knocked right off the... Uh, the, the pro promotion ladder, as it were. Anyway, we're home to Leicester the next game in, in St James's Park. But you can see by the crowd how people are feeling now. 25,700 instead of the 17,000 we've been getting. Arthur Cox feels his usual usual size uh, with Alan Shuler as substitute. Uh, and uh, Leicester come with the, the same team that we played at Leicester recently. Jock Wallace still the manager, and uh, Gary Lineker still um, causing all sorts of mayhem in the, in the second division uh, as a young centre forward. Uh, good game, good football, but um, nobody was going to score that day. Not even Gary Lineker or anybody else. And then they'll draw. wasn't what we wanted, but it was better than a defeat. And 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 held the league position. It didn't didn't take we up. Didn't take we down. It was it was quite a good uh, a good um, uh, a reasonable um, result in, in terms of who it was. We're now um, at uh, Sheffield Wednesday. We're at the Sheffield Wednesday. Um, now a good a win here would be would be great. Would get we back into a promotion spot. Twenty nine thousand nine hundred at this one. Uh, because Sheffield Wednesday are playing really well and look like they're going to get promoted under with Jack Jack Charlton. And the first thing I notice in that team is that Jack Charlton's bringing a, a Geordie into his uh, team at right back, Ray Blackhall, who, who everybody knows very well. Uh, and he's, he's also bought Mel Sterling from from one of the Manchesters. And um, Gary Megson, who, who we, we get to know better later on, is is now captain aside, a good game. We're playing. We're playing very well. Um, plays, car plays his usual side. 
And on 14 minutes, David Barton heads in a corner and everybody thinks, oh, we're off, we're, we're away now. But on 27 minutes, Gary Sheldon, Sheldon scores the equaliser for Sheffield Wednesday. And then just after half time, John Pearson scores the second for Sheffield Wednesday to make it 2-1. Second half was a ding-dong battle, but we just couldn't uh, uh, hit the back of the net, unfortunately. Um, and uh, that was a loss and, and, and uh, damaged our um, league position quite quite a bit. We're then off to another away game at, uh, at Luton Town and uh, 13,000 at uh, Alexander Road and um, uh, Luton uh, sitting mid-table uh, doing doing quite well in, in for them. Um, David Pleat's still the manager and, and the team Mal Donaghy and uh, they brought another Brian Steen as a centre forward and they brought another lad from 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 Chelsea called Fuchilio and uh, um, dangerous dangerous attacker and and and, and their side is uh, is causing people people troubles particularly Steen. Um, Cox sends the our usual team down, and people are hoping that we'll, we'll get something back in this match. Well, in 23 minutes, David Mills scores. In 68 minutes, John Truick scores a penalty. So 2-0, and we think we're coasting here. Then comes along this centre forward called Brian Steen. And on 74, 82, and 86 minutes, he scores a hat trick. Uh just ran our Back three, four, five, whatever they call them in those days, absolutely ragged. And Luton get a three-two win, and that's um, hard to take because we're now we're now slipping down down the table, and, and the hopes of a promotion spot are, are rapidly disappearing. So we're now um, at home to Grimsby, um, an opportunity to recover. Fourteen thousand. Yeah, the crowd's telling them what to think about the, the results. 14,065 at this game. Arthur Cox sends out our usual side. Um, Grimsey Town Coombe with the manager Dave Booth. Almost identical uh, side to uh, the one that we played at um, uh, at Grimsby. And uh, a, a decent game. End-to-end uh, um, -end stuff. And uh, unfortunately, on. 51 minutes, um, uh, Gary Peacock scores a, a goal and gives Grimsby a 1-0 lead. From then on, it's like a cavalry charge to the Grimsby goal. Newcastle do everything they can uh, to get into the game, but they couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, how many times the woodwork, it hit the woodwork and is legend, I suppose, but uh, unfortunately... Um, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So that was uh, another dent in our um, league table hopes. So we're off to Blackburn now. Now Blackburn are sitting uh, in in the promotion promotion spots, and they're they're, they're playing very very well. Ewood um, Park, however, they're playing well, and only five thousand at the game. Five thousand two hundred at the game. That I find difficult to understand, but never mind. Bobby Saxon still the manager, and the and the, the teams got the usual people in. Derek Fazakli still playing. 
Mick Rathbone is there. Um, Simon Garner, Norman Bell, the dangerous attackers. Uh, and uh, uh, Arthur Cox sends our usual team. Carl Brownlee. Davis is back in. Uh, he brings in Derek Bell, another of the youngsters he promoted from the juniors. Steve Carney, Peter Halleck, David Mills, Mick Martin, Verardi, Kenny Wharton and Chris Waddle. Um, and the substitute this time is another person we're going to get to know quite well called Paul Ferris, which uh, which is uh, quite interesting. So Cox certainly gives the young the young people at, uh, at St. James's a, a, a good shake of the dice. Unfortunately, it's a disaster. We, we, we just run off our legs in this game. Uh, Norman Bell scores on nine, Jim Brannigan on 40, Rathbone scores a header on 70, and Simon Garner another header on 83. In the middle of all of that, on 50 minutes, Imre Verardi scores a very nice goal. Um, but it's uh, it's a disaster for our league position. We're now not just slipping down the league. Uh, well, goal difference is getting a hammering as well, so um, it's not uh, not what we wanted. So um, we're now back home to uh, QPR and uh, think, well, if we win this one, we'll get back in the promotion spot. However, 10,700 at this game. So there's there's the Newcastle supporters' response to a 4-1 defeat away from home. Well, that may be the same team sent out by Cox and we get slaughtered by Tenny Ven Tenny Ven Terry Venable's team. Um, John Gregory, four minutes. Clive Allen, Allen, 37 minutes. Mick Flanagan, 38. So we're three now down at half time. And then six, Simon Stainrod in 67. A 4-0 home defeat. And I can still hear the echo of the booze at the guy at the end when they went off. Uh, and it was echoes with just 10,000 in the ground. So we're, we're hoped for good league position is now out of the window. We're, we're struggling to stay above halfway. Um, so we uh, have another home game to redeem ourselves. And uh, we play Wrexham at St. James's. 9,400 at the game. Uh, well, two, two four-goal defeats. Uh, says it all, doesn't it? 9,419 at this game against Wrexham. And Cox puts out his usual side. Um, Wrexham come with manager Roberto Mancini. Virtually the same side that played when we went to, to Wrexham uh, and did quite well. Well, we, we, we turn it around from the, the previous games. John Browley uh, from a free kick in five minutes. Chris Waddle in nine minutes. Imre Verardi in 53, and then a John Truick penalty on 68. So, and Ian Edwards and Alan Hill for um, Wrexham right at the death, 88 and 89 minutes, which gave everybody a bit of a sweat on because uh, we thought we were going to skate this at, at four something. Well, it well, ended up 4 2. But at least it stopped the slide as far as the league position is concerned. Um, but as I said, the, the crowd uh, uh, attendance uh, tells you the lot. The next match is, is uh, the last uh, league match is, uh, against Crystal Palace, um, at Crystal Palace. And uh, nobody's got any hopes for this. We, we, we played so badly at the last three games that uh, 8,400 at Crystal Palace, um, 
and uh, Cox sends the usual side, and Crystal Palace, Steve Kemba plays the side, identical team to the one that we played when they came up here. Good game, good football game. Um, Murphy puts Palace uh, in the lead on 49 minutes because of a, a penalty. Young Peter Haddock uh, handled the ball in the penalty area. And then it looks like it's going to a 1-0 defeat when David Mills on 87 minutes and Chris Waddle on 90 minutes both score and get a 2-1 victory. So at least we end the season with a with a 2-1 victory. Um, there's one more game, a friendly at Hartlepool, which was a, a benefit match for George Luke that used to play for us in the Hartlepool. We won 6-2, but that, that's irrelevant. The season was over by then. We ended up ninth, and until Easter, we could have been second. Then all of a sudden, those those string of defeats just knocked the stuffing out of it all. Uh, but that's Newcastle, isn't it? It <laughs> so, is. George, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that because this is the build-up to me becoming a Newcastle fan, and uh, yeah. I knew about I knew about some of those games, but some of them I'd forgotten about. I've got to be perfectly honest. So that was educational for me, and uh, it's the start. It's it's the beginning. It is. Of, it it's is. the beginning of Arthur Cook getting his getting his feet under the table. And when you think about it, at the start, the amount of players he let out and the amount of players he brought in, and well, uh, you know, I mean, experimenting with youth and then bringing a couple of players. Yeah, in. I mean. He- he brought in about half a dozen out of it straight from the juniors. I mean, I mean you know, Derek, Derek Bell, Kevin yeah. Todd, Wes Saunders, Chris Hedworth. You know, I mean, that, that's very brave. When you're getting rid of Terry Hibbert, Colin Sugar, Stuart Boehm, Ray Clark, Mick Harford. I mean, he, he obviously had no no sentiment at all. Out yeah. you go, like, out you go. But yes. It's the start of uh, things changing. I think you're right, Steve. Yeah. So next season, uh, the next season we're looking at will be 82, 83. Looking forward to that, George. Thanks as always, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Be with you, Steve. Ta-da for now. Big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks also to Mr. Vicky Sources, Handmade in Cumbria. If you want to order some, then you can go to their website, mrvickies.co.uk or telephone 01768 Thanks also to New Workwear. Uh, they were set up in 2018 and they are an agile and dedicated workwear provider. You can find them at their website, newworkwear.com. Thanks to Media Arts as well for all the help with the video side of things. If you want to subscribe to the channel, hit the subscribe button under this video. Hit the thumb up to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on your podcast providers such as iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to take out a cult membership, which means you get a cup, a pen, a membership card, a scarf and entry into the monthly draw, and put your smartphone over this QR code now. It'll take you straight to the site. You can set up and pay a one-off fee of £25. Alternatively, go to nufcmatters.com and check for membership. If you're a subscriber, you can apply for a free car sticker. Just email john at nufcmatters.com to claim yours today. The new Shearer raffle is up and running. 150 tickets, a pound a ticket to win a limited edition Alan Shearer signed ball. Enter now at nufcmatters.com 
We've got a couple of events coming up. Newcastle United question and answer live with Liam Kennedy, Jordan Cronin and Dominic Skur from Newcastle World and the Shields Gazette in association with NUFC Matters. Takes place at the Tyneside Irish Centre, 11th of August at 7pm and tickets are a fiver. The Christmas event will be with Frank Clark and John Gibson, Thursday, December the 7th at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £15 from nufcmatters.com. And Waddle, Keegan and Beardsley, the class of 84, with special guests, takes place at the Tyne Theatre and Opera House on Westcott Road in Newcastle on Thursday, January the 25th. Tickets are available direct from the theatre, 08442491000 or go to the website for further details. And don't forget, starting on the 7th of August, you will be able to hear myself, Steve Wraith, on the Northeast Footy Breakfast. Uh, this comes to you in association with the Tune Radio, 7 o'clock or 9 o'clock, five days a week. Check out the Facebook for more details. Thank you.